Welcome to Sensibly Cynical. My name is Sean, and today I have an amazing episode lined up. I will be talking with Colton Clark and Tyson Guy from the Strip Podcast. These guys are awesome. Colton is a former NLL player. He played for Colorado, and Tyson is a founder of the Lacrosse Flash News website. Um, what these guys are doing for the sport of lacrosse is nothing short of incredible. They started this podcast not too long ago and are already getting a huge buzz in the world of lacrosse. Um, they talk mostly um, box um, lacrosse, but they cover the entire sport. And they also do some amazing work outside the podcast. So um, I'm so excited to talk to them and uh, I hope you enjoy. And joining me now, the hosts of the Strip Podcast, Colton Clark and Tyson Guy. How you doing, guys? Good, man. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thank you for doing this. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having us on. We appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been wanting to do a, um, a podcast about lacrosse for a while. I know it's, it's uh, one of the or- oldest organized sports in the country, and I feel like it doesn't get like the publicity and the notoriety nationally as it deserves. Would you guys agree with that? Yeah, I would say so. Um, you know, the steps are being taken now to get it in a lot more households. And we still need a TV deal, which is going to be huge things for the sport. Um, we're primarily focused on box lacrosse, but uh, the uh, Premier Lacrosse League has taken some big strides over the past couple of seasons. They're heading into their second year. and Right. They've got a broadcast deal with NBC Sports. Really? Up here in Canada, they're on uh, Sportsnet. So, um, you know, the, the, the right moves are being taken, and it is one of the fastest-growing sports in North America. So, you know, we're just uh, happy to be a part of that trajectory. Yeah, yeah. I know you guys are a relatively new podcast, right? So tell me about the background and how it all started. Yeah, we're about, I think, nine episodes or eight episodes deep now. We just shot our eighth one. Um, Tyson, ninth one? Ninth one, yes. I don't even know. Um, Tyson and I, we've been friends for a long time, and I finally convinced him to move out to Vancouver. Um, took him a little bit, but we finally ended up moving together. And we, we spoke about it about a year ago, about doing a podcast together, because really in lacrosse, there was nothing like that we wanted to hear, so to speak. It was a lot of X's and O's, which a lot of people are into, but we were more, we're in the demographic of the age group of the guys that are playing now. So, right. And, you know, a lot of guys want to hear the type of spit and chicklet esque podcast sure. where it's not just they're talking about the gameplay, they're talk but they want to hear about the lives of the players. So we figured we could kinda, you know, put our heads together and, and do that together and here we are a year later doing it. Nine episodes deep. Yeah, so I have a question that leads me into my uh, my uh, next question. What are the age range of the players? Do they come right out of college like is it like an older kind of sport when it comes to age? Like are people playing to their late thirties or what's the age kind of range? Yeah. Players, players are coming into the league. Um, they can they can come right into the league and still play junior at the same time. So it's kind of a unique sport in that. Really. Uh, but if you are playing NCAA lacrosse, you have either renounce your eligibility or you have to be done in college in order to play in the NLL and be considered a professional athlete because of NCAA restrictions. And then you're seeing a lot of players that are playing into their late late thirties. Okay. Um, sometimes even early forties. I think we've got a couple. Guys who are in their early 40s really, they're still back players in the league, so it's it's cool in that sense. And then a lot of the guys they don't hit full stride until they're they're early thirties. 
know, even mid 30s. So it's mm-hmm. different to be NHL and NFL and that. Right. Uh, I think it's it's something that makes it kind of unique. Yeah, well, box lacrosse isn't that the more physical one? And can't you get a little yeah. more physical in that? Yeah. So box lacrosse, um, you know, you're wearing full pads. You're wearing shoulder pads, kidney pads, elbow pads, gloves, helmets what have you. Um, so you're allowed full-on body checking. You're allowed body checking in field across. There's just a lot more room, so it's harder to kind of hit guys. Right. Um, you're also you're also allowed to fight box across, which is, you know, pretty unique to the sport. Like, you can't fight field across. Um, you know, it might draw a bit more eyes if you could. I, it might. <laughs> but, yeah, box across is definitely a tougher sport. You play inside of a smaller arena. Um, yeah. Tighter quarters where guys, you know, you got to always have to play with your head up or you're going to end up on your ass. Speaking of arenas, where how big are the um, stadiums they play in? What kind of stadiums do they play in, or most of the teams in the NLL? Same size as the NHL hockey. Arenas. Okay, so they're typically playing like in like where Philly play, like it's Wells, Wells Fargo, and then like Vancouver's playing out of Rogers. Right. Um, it's it's different all around the league, but typically I, I would say just the um, like same size as NHL arenas, basically. Yeah. So, Colton, you were telling me that you used to play in the NLL, right? I did, yeah, for a couple of years. Yeah, who'd you play for? I played for the Colorado Mammoth. So, were you guys pretty good, or how'd you guys do when you were there? We were we were a playoff team both years we were there. Um, I think we got put out by Calgary both years uh, in the first round. Well, yeah. My memory serves me correctly. Um, we were a good team, but could never quite get over the hump. We had some complete, like, two some of the best names in the game on the team. But really? For whatever reason, we just couldn't uh, get over the hump and beat Calgary in the in the semifinals. Well, yeah, they just won the championship, right? They did, yeah. Yeah, so when it comes to, like, big names as well, do you guys interview those? Like, do you guys interview, like, the superstars, or do you, does it really matter, like, how good they are? You'll just get whoever um, on your show? Yeah, uh, we're, we're mostly interested in the top personalities in the league. With our podcast, but we were lucky enough off the hop to get three of the, the biggest names in box lacrosse um, from a personality standpoint and their play on the floor. Uh, they've, you know, they, they've been really, really strong players. Uh, yeah. Two of one championships, and yeah, we, we get the big name guys too. They're um, they seem to be fans of what we're doing, mm-hmm. and our our podcast is the first of its kind in a sense. I mentioned that earlier so they, i think they like what we're doing and usually they're happy to come on yeah did you get um dane dobby on no we haven't got dane yet he's the he's the one that you're searching for huh <laughs> um not really searching for he's he's dane's kind of a quiet guy he's not your outgoing twitter type of personality guy he is absolute anomaly when it comes to lacrosse and cool scores but we'd love to have him on um for sure. I mean, of course, the MVP. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he's the MVP. He's a, he's an absolutely unbelievable player. But we just haven't had him yet, or haven't had the opportunity yet. Yeah. So, what makes a good lacrosse player is it, it's an agility sport, right? Speed, size. There's no one thing I would say that makes a lacrosse player a good lacrosse player. If you look at the top player on each team, you know, sometimes it's a defensive player, sometimes sometimes it's an offensive player, sometimes he's an outside shooter, sometimes he's an inside. You know, crease diver kind of, kind of player. <laughs> crease diver. I haven't heard that term. So explain crease diver. What kind of play that? Um, what what's that so term for? If you look, if you look at a player like Curtis Dixon, his like he's a powerful, fast, 
his lateral movements are like not a, like no other player basically, and he he tends to a lot of his goals. They call him Superman because he dives across. The That's awesome. And scores. Yeah, in box across, you, as long as your feet don't break or hit the ground when you're before the ball's in the net, it counts as a goal. That's sweet. Or like a or a body part hits the ground. Yeah. Yeah, so there's um, so there's thir- I had a question re- regarding the NLL. There's 13 teams. Why is that? Or I know the divisions are kind of five, four, and four. Why is that? Why is there only 13? That seems kind of an odd. Obviously, it's an odd number. So yeah, I, I mean, you've got the same thing in the National Hockey League. It's just a matter of what businesses are ready to come in and you know set up shop with the team. And the commissioner is really focused on expansion. And um, when you've got two markets that are ready you don't hold off just because it's going to set off the league in terms of balance in the um divisions sure and or conference so um yeah it's 13 for now that's not <laughs> the the final goal i think you're going to see the league hit 16 yeah um, within the next three or four years yeah i see uh, i know they're they're hoping to, to hit 20 uh, eventually too so we'll see what happens but the commissioner says uh, good owners, good league, so he's, yeah. he's focused first on finding great ownership, and yeah. that's going to allow teams to, to flourish in the respective markets. Yeah, I think it's awesome. I hear that MOS is expanding, too, so it's great to hear that not only is, like, American football expanding, but, like, soccer and lacrosse. It's it's uh, pretty sweet to hear that. So Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um... Who's a who's a team that you think will be on the rise um, this year? Like who's who's coming on strong so far? Uh, pretty wide open right now. There's a lot of teams in the mix. It really could go any way, and that's the beauty of the National Lacrosse League. Is there's a lot of parity, and um, any team can win on on any given night for the most part. There's a couple of teams that are uh, I don't know the bottom of the pack, but the teams that are at the top. Um, it's kind of unpredictable. So this season, you know, there's some teams that are a little bit better on paper, but uh, it's a one-game knockout in the first round of the playoffs. And mm-hmm. Second, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So that, that that allows any team to have a shot at the championship, and then the finals a little bit harder to win because it's mm-hmm. a three series. So yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I really like Georgia. Um, I think that on paper they're one of the best teams in the league, and, and I like the Saskatchewan Rush year in and year out. Um, they're tough to, to really bet against. Um, and the Buffalo Bandits are another team that um, I feel really confident in. Yeah, I see that the the Rush are actually, they're leading their division, if I'm not mistaken, right? Even over Calgary. Yeah, uh, Calgary was without their MVP. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that really that hurt them. And he's been back for a couple of games, and they've seen more success with him in the lineup. So um, I think you're going to see that uh, the battle between Sask and Calgary go down for, for that top spot, but then you can't count San Diego out either. Um, mm-hmm. they've, uh, they've, they've been strong in the past couple of weeks. So. Mm-hmm. Now, when is, the, um, when is the NLL draft? When does that usually happen? September. September? Okay. So do, I, I know you were telling me about the eligibility now, how far does recruiting go? Do people like do people start recruiting like when these people are like in like in high school or like how how early does recruiting get? Like if you're a good player, when do they first see it? Uh, I mean, they, they're looking at them from their junior programs for the most part, and I think they they do consider some field lacrosse experience to be valuable, but 
it's it's that season. It's whatever players are in the draft. I think the teams will look and they'll make their decisions then. And the lacrosse world is pretty small, so yeah, you're seeing a lot of the players and, and the organizations f- being familiar with these players for years. Like the, the sure. first overall pick, the projected first overall pick for the 2020 draft, Jeff T. It's been rumored that he was going to go first overall for years. I remember covering his, uh, junior, <laughs> junior games with the Brampton Excelsiors, and um, he was absolutely phenomenal. And I could have called years ago that he would have gone number one overall. That's awesome. Um, you know, he, he's played in world championships in field lacrosse. He's been an impact player for uh, the Cornell Big Red and, and D1 lacrosse. Cornell, yeah. It's, that's uh, Ivy, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, dang. Okay, so is Cornell like a big time program in lacrosse? Yeah, pretty big. Yeah, they win. They win a lot of championships, or um, I think they've only won like a couple. Oh, okay. They've gone deep. They lost to Syracuse. I remember a good friend of mine was on that team, and they they blew it with the final second. Oh man! They almost they almost won. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we're not. I mean, as far as field lacrosse goes, like, but as, as far as drafting. Uh-huh. You're usually typically not finding guys that are they're going through their four-year um, university program sure. first, and then they're getting they're getting dropped out of university because it's not like the NBA or the NFL <laughs> guys are getting dollar contracts right away. Really, so there's no benefit um, other than if you're not smart enough to go to school or don't have any op- you know options to go to a college, then you know that's when you see you're seeing the 18 year olds kind of go to to the straight to the pros, but you one have to be good enough to do that and big enough and strong enough. Um, right. But I think it's usually, it's usually a smart play to go to university for four years, whether it's just for, uh, you know, mm-hmm. just for fun or not. But that's, that's usually the route the guys are taking nowadays. Mm-hmm. And of course there's the under 19, uh, world lacrosse championships, right? Men and women. So is that, that's every four years, correct? Um, yes, I believe so. So you get, so that's, <laughs> So that's a, but that's a, what I'm saying is that's another platform for people to, you know, excel in. And then, you know. Yeah, but that's, I mean, you're, they're cherry picking those from junior programs, right? So it's, sure. I mean, it, 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 it's going to have an impact on where you end up in university, possibly, like if you haven't got drafted or anything yet. But yeah, I don't, as far as I go, that I've never been a part of anything. <laughs> yeah. I got one, so I can't really, speak. I don't pay attention, too much attention to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Colton, so tell me about your um when did you start playing lacrosse and what what uh college did you go to and you know you can let us know some of your background and when you got started and everything if you don't mind. Yeah, no worries. Um I was born and raised in Nanaimo, British Columbia, um small island just off of Vancouver. Um I started playing when I was 4 years old. From there I played all the way up through the ranks, intermediate, junior, then I got dropped. There, sorry. Then I got recruited by Bellarmine University, a small Division One school, mm-hmm. in, uh, Louisville, Kentucky. I spent four years there, and then I was drafted ninth overall by the Colorado Mammoths in 2012. 2012, and then I spent a couple of years there. I lived it up, and <laughs> then I moved back to Vancouver. I right again this year for the Vancouver Warriors, but was released unfortunately. Ah, well. That's right. Now you're talking to you. Yeah, but now you're making it big on your podcast, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, you guys are having fun doing that. It's, uh, it's been yeah. received well by the lacrosse community here. So yeah. It uh, keeps us motivated to keep doing more and more podcasts. Yeah, well, that's why that's why I was you know, so intrigued by um, what you guys were doing. 
it's admirable that what you guys are doing and you're bringing more, you know, ears and everything to the to the sport. So that's pretty sweet that you're doing that. How's um yeah. how's the early success been? I know you're obviously you're brand new. So how's it been with the podcast? You guys are showing early success. Yeah, oh, success. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that Colt and I were talking about this a couple nights ago after the Vancouver Warriors game. Uh, some people were coming up and talking to us about the podcast, but I think it's kind of exceeded our expectations so far. But um, given the fact that we're two former athletes, we're pretty mm-hmm. competitive and we hold ourselves to a high standard. We just want to keep getting better and better and getting more ears and eyes on the podcast. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's exciting. Uh, but we just got to reach more people. So we got some stuff in the works in order to, to reach those people. And, you know, hopefully we just get more listeners and then we get some access to the finals and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the tough part about lacrosse and one of the limitations that we face is that we have a tough time getting guys in market or being in market ourselves to get content. Right. The best stuff is captured when you're actually there in a moment. So we need to raise the funds to be able to do that and I think you know turning this into something that's somewhat profitable <laughs> to fuel the project that's the goal, that's the goal. <laughs> so Tyson tell me about lacrosse flash is that a website or um, is that like a news organization yeah. or what's that about right, so I worked for the National Lacrosse League for a couple of seasons as the uh, reporter and producer for the league and I, I oversaw you know, the production from NLL Productions, and um, I had a, had a great time doing that. Uh, I had a good rapport with all the players, and uh, I was unfortunately laid off by the league, and they were moving our, our offices to Philadelphia, and they told myself and my coworker they couldn't get us a visa. So um, I, I knew that I had a place in lacrosse, and I didn't see myself going anywhere, and I have the ability to produce high-quality content myself, and I've got a network of great analysts and reporters that I work with, and I wanted to keep them in the mix too. And there's a lot of people that deserve a voice in lacrosse that don't necessarily have the platform to speak on. And in starting up the lacrosse flash, I, I kind of provided that to them. And I've got some people um, that have really taken it and run with it. Um, shout out to Austin Owens and Adam Levy, Pat Gregoire, Colleen Grimes. Uh, we, we've got a wicked team and it's, it's really, you know, help build some relationships but now we've got this lacrosse outlet where we have freedom to kind of do and say whatever we Mm -hmm. want for the most part Mm -hmm. and um, we've got a couple of podcasts under the umbrella we've got video production that we're able to offer up and um, and a couple of writers who are are covering uh, lacrosse as well and then we're working on getting our apparel line kind of tweaked uh, so we could, you know, sell our, our own merchandise and kind of hopefully make some money off that once again to, to fuel the project. Right. So how big of a team are we talking about here, like working on this? Like, is this like a huge operation? No, we all do this for for fun at the moment. No one's profiting from it. We um, we all care about lacrosse. We're knowledgeable about it. And uh, it's, it's, I mean, it's a glorified hobby at this right. point. Right. Sure. Like turn into something a little bit more, so. Hey man, y'all are grinding. I, you know, I like you guys' work so far from the um, episodes that I've heard. So much respect, and I, I really appreciate you guys coming on uh, today. No problem. Thank you for having us and giving us a platform to speak on and share our, uh, 
you might call knowledge of lacrosse. <laughs> well, it's a sport that's always intrigued me. I saw, you know, I see some viral videos of, of every once in a while you'll see like on SportsCenter where some guy will do like a, a ridiculously um, like awesome goal. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. I'm like, you know what, since I have my podcast, like quick story. Um, I used to have a I used to have a co-host with me and uh, he stopped doing it. I've been around for a couple of years. He stopped doing it. So it's like it kind of give me the freedom to do what I want, <laughs> which has been kind of nice. He's not listening anyway. So <laughs> but uh, it's so I was like, you know what, if I want to do a podcast on lacrosse and I can do a podcast on lacrosse, you know, <laughs> like so this is pretty sweet. Now, uh, tell me about the playoffs. How many teams make the playoffs in the NLL? Team, there's eight teams that are going to make the playoffs this season. It's a new format. Really? So eight of the 13? Eight of 13, correct. Yeah, so so how many, so does anyone get a buy or how does it work? What's the new format? Uh, I think it's just one versus eight. Right, okay. So one versus eight, two versus seven. Yeah. Right? One versus eight, two versus seven, and so on. And so on and so forth. So, yeah. so when it comes to, yeah, so when it comes to fan bases, which team do you think has the biggest, like, biggest fan base? Is it the bigger cities, kind of like Toronto and stuff? I would argue that Buffalo's got the biggest in the league. They got the, the best support. Colorado, Sask, and Calgary, those are the, the top four, for sure. But Halifax in their first year come on and they've been really impressive with their fan support. And yeah. They've got close to selling out their past couple of games, so it's, it's really thriving in that market. Yeah, how's um how's attendance records? You get they get pretty packed sometimes, like good crowds. It, se- it seems like attendance is on the rise. So uh, I mean that's a, that's a good sign. It's up across the board. Uh, I don't I don't know you know how the the revenue. Is, right. Sure. Um, but it seems there's more butts and seats. So. Yeah. So where do you guys where are you guys located now? We're sitting in Vancouver, well downtown Vancouver, Columbia. Okay, so you guys, hawk, I assume you guys are follow the NHL? Uh, yeah, wait, well, Tyson does. Tyson's the in-arena host for the Vancouver Canucks, actually, and then uh, I don't, could give a fuck last. <laughs> I love it, I love it. Hey, hey, I'm in Florida, so I'm a big Lightning fan. I was pretty stoked that they won the championship not too long ago. Stamkos, shut up. <laughs> Stamkos is my dude. Vincent LeCavier, I, man, I'm a, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm a huge Lightning fan, but I know my, I know my stuff enough, you know. Martin Saint, Martin Saint Louis was my guy, so, um, so how's Vancouver doing this year, like, um, with, um, with the Canucks? How are they doing? They're, they've, they've, uh, they've been exceeding expectations, I think. Um, they're still in a playoff spot, the, the second wild card spot, so. You know, hopefully they're able to, to play strong down the stretch. they got a really tough schedule in March coming up, and the Pacific Division is really tight. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. And they're battling injuries. So that is- well, I mean, yeah. who, isn't, who isn't battling injuries at this point, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, so what do you guys do for fun up there? Do you guys, uh, do you guys drink a little beer up there or what? What do you guys do for fun, hobbies? Uh, other than free basin. <laughs> usually we go. I don't know. There's lots of things to do. Uh, you know, the mountains are 20 minutes away. You can snowboard. Okay. Cypress, Seymour. Uh, I go to a lot of lacrosse games just because I got friends play who play on the teams. Oh, so uh, you're you're hanging out. I hear you. Yeah, we, we uh, I don't know, go to the gym. The gym's right across the street. <laughs> ton, ton, ton more to do in the summer. There's a lot of good hikes to do. 
Whistler's, you know, an hour and a half away. So there's a lot of good sightseeing to do and a lot of outdoor activities you can do in the summer. But right now it's currently pissing down rain, so <laughs> we kind of stay in first for the most part. How's the beer up there? Oh, it flows. <laughs> it flows? Yeah, a lot, a lot of breweries here. So. Yeah, bro, there's breweries everywhere, yeah. All right, so before we go, you guys give me a prediction on who you think is going to win the championship. Put you on the spot. Oh, uh, that's putting me on the spot for sure. I'm going to say Buffalo Bandits can pull it off this year. I would, uh, I would go <laughs> either Buffalo or Sask. I think Sask is always a heavy favorite. They'll uh, figure it out by the time the finals roll around. Um, but yeah, Tyson's not too far off with that. <laughs> All right, so do you guys got anything you want to promote or... Uh, the floor is yours. Yeah, for anybody who likes lacrosse, follow the lacrosse flash on all the accounts. Um, you know, if you want to tune into our strip podcast, you can find us on all the uh, podcast platforms, Apple Music and all that. And uh, other than that, yeah, follow us on Instagram if you can. And thanks for listening. All right, guys. Thanks for joining me today. No problem. Thank you so much for having us on. All right. Yeah. Yeah, anytime. If y'all want to come back, just uh, let me know. You're more than welcome to come back whenever you want. Awesome. All right. Thanks, uh, thanks again. Yeah, take care, guys. Okay, now it's time for my sensible thought. You know, lacrosse is one of those sports that I feel is a hidden gem, and a lot of people don't really know too much about it. Um, lacrosse has been around for a very long time. Um, it goes back as early as the 17th century, and... Um, you know, it's an amazing sport, and I feel like it deserves way more publicity than it gets. And it was um, amazing to hear from two guys who played the sport, who understand the sport. And um, what they are doing for lacrosse is awesome, and it is much-needed publicity, and it is a good outlet for the um, NLL. And I'm sure they will get bigger and bigger as the years go by. Okay. Before I go, I want to thank you guys for listening to this podcast. Um, it's the same people every time, I think. And if you could please, you know, let your friends know, send it to your buddies. Um, you can check out our Patreon page. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash sensibly cynical. If you could please subscribe rate, and review us on iTunes. It would be highly appreciated. Also, check us out on Twitter at Cynical Sensibly. Instagram, Sensibly Cynical Pod. And you can check out our Facebook group. Once again, thank you for listening to Sensibly Cynical. Take care.